Blog Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New and CanBay.com located on blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump and at widemencantjump.com. This show discusses anything and everything and nothing is off limits as the wise men express their views and opinions on all different subjects around the sports, entertainment, and world. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, and at WideMenCan'tJump.com. And now, here is the Sunday Night Roundtable. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable on Monday. That's right. It's a long weekend, so we'll roll with it. Memorial Day weekend, it's our edition of the Sunday Night Roundtable that was going to happen last night, but my power went off and Tim fell asleep. So here we are. Tim, welcome. How's it going? What is playing in your background? That would be Monday Night Raw on the ah, TV. Yes. All right, fair enough. Uh, it. <laughs> let's see. We are officially one hour and three minutes in, and we've had one wrestling match that broke out into a chorus of "This is awful" and AEW chants. So that's been Monday Night Raw well, so far. Vince McMahon giving the people what they want. Uh, yeah, we've had a lot of segments, lot, lots of segments, lots of talking. Brock Lesnar came out with the briefcase and did a little dance. 
I'm not joking. He literally danced. Um, it was kind of it was kind of humorous, but at the same time, this is a kick-ass machine, and you're having him dance on national well, television. Yeah, well, you know what it really boils down to, Nate. What we've all said all along, Vince McMahon is fucking half crazy. The WWE does not give two fucks. And they've got a five-year television deal where this stuff doesn't have to be good. It doesn't? It doesn't. I agree. It it doesn't. I mean, and and he does not care. If I'm making my money, my investors are happy, my shareholders are happy. And I don't give a shit if the people who are dumb enough, I mean, that place looks like it's, I don't know where it's at tonight, but it looks to be fairly full. Um, Kansas City. You know, uh, why spend any amount of effort to make the show any good? I mean, yeah, logically, we all go, well, why wouldn't you? But we're not Vince. Vince has only got, you know, probably what? Four or five really productive years left in him, and he's in love with his football league and all that crap. This is, it ain't going to get any better anytime soon until somebody else is in charge. I don't know. That's my opinion. Just seems like we're, we're spinning our wheels here with these three hour wrestling shows, um, especially on, on television. But that's only because we're looking at it from a wrestling point of view and WWE is not. They're looking at it as a business, and they're going, well, how much do we make on the advertising on that hour? Oh, fucking excellent. million dollars. Woo! Our shareholders will be pleased. And that's all they, they don't care. I mean, this is, like you said, I, I don't have the sound on, but I'm watching. And this is just, like, what's the point? It's a lot of, it's just a lot of stuff. It's just a lot of filler. Like, I don't know if it's a result of uh, the shift that's going on behind the scenes, because they've had a lot of guys leave in the last while. But Yeah, they have. Um, but I don't know. I hate, I hate to sound like the old proverbial broken record, but it has a lot to do with the the guys behind the scenes being writers and not wrestling minds. I think that's what it has to do with. I think that's the problem. I'm going to... I'm going to try and convince well, Josh Brown to join in. us here in a few minutes and talk about run this. In. 24-7 run-in. 24-7 run-in time? Yeah. I can't see the television, so. Uh-oh. Well, it's uh. our friend ring and everyone under the sun has called. <laughs> uh. <laughs> There's like seven guys running behind him and Carmella. It's actually kind of funny. Josh said there may have been a Tyson Tomko sighting uh, there as well. So well there's a quite a few that tells you anything. Know. He j- jumps the barrier, Carmella piggybacks him, and he runs out of the out of the arena. Okay, that was that was rather entertaining. Full well, here the twenty four seven idea. Uh, obviously, it it streams and stems from the old hardcore title. Oh. I may be the only person that will say this. But I thought the 24-7 rule on the hardcore title was awesome. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought the segments were entertaining. I thought it gave a different feel to the show. We have the uh, wife of the traitor is on now. Ah. 
But I just felt, I just felt that the I felt that the the twenty four seven rule was fun. Here's the thing though in this, what is the incentive just to win the title? Like just kind of like extra incentive to be the twenty four seven champion? Uh, I don't know. I guess getting on television. I guess, yeah. but. Okay, but if, but if that's the case, then give it to somebody who needs to be on TV, not our truth, who we couldn't find anything to do with for the last five years, <laughs> or however long it's been. Well, they've been trying to do a lot with him over the years. But, um, uh, WWE uh, has, got, has got a long way to go before I'm going to be slightly impressed with anything they do. I agree. Uh, we're going to be joined momentarily. By a guest. Oh. You may recognize him. Oh. I'm adjusting the I, microphone so he I can join us. I feel titillated. Well, while we're getting set up, we do want to take a, this opportunity to tell you that this show is brought to you by the good people at Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Let's see what they have to say. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. And you know, honestly, Nathan... um, they are a wonderful, wonderful Facebook page, and uh, they have they have all kinds of really cool stuff on there. I can vouch for that myself. Um, Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, you normally hear him in the background, but he is not in the background tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I proudly present to you the one, the only, Josh Brown. We like a little ELO sometimes. That's okay. That's fine. We we enjoy it. So what are we talking about? What's the topic tonight? What are we doing? Well, well whatever, the hell we, whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Whatever we want to, we'll we can we talk about to. this. Are we PG on this show? Or are we, are we, no. Oh, okay. No. So let's talk about this fucking dumpster fire that we've got right now on Monday Night Raw, which has went uh, – we've went 71 minutes, and we just now are getting a match. Like, I'm literally about to go into the living room and turn the television around so we can see it where we're recording because <laughs> I can't look away from this dumpster fire and wasting my time for another two hours and 59 minutes. Well, sir, I have a word for you. It's called Chump. Why are you watching this shit? 
Fuck this guy. To be honest with you, this is probably the first episode of Money Not Raw I have watched or that I sat down and watched in probably a year and a half, probably the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania year before last. Um, and I've now realized why I stopped watching. There's nothing on. They don't wrestle. They have yeah, 857 like, guys under contract, and yet you'd swear to God there was only like six guys in the company. It's it, honestly, it's 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 one of those things where you're sitting here and you're going, okay, let's get let's get going here. And it's segment after segment after segment after segment in the first hour tonight, and you're sitting there going, you've got Seth Rollins, you've got AJ Styles, you've got Braun Strowman, you've got me, and you've got all these top-level guys, and they're not working. They're just sitting there. They're in the back, twiddling their thumbs, reading the scripts to see what they're going to have to say tonight, and they're scripted promos that doesn't sound like, you know, a three-year-old wrote them. But, you know, hey, that's WWE right now, folks, and I can't, I absolutely cannot wait for AEW to get off the ground. I swear to God, I think it's going to be a competition starting up and starting out and I think they're gonna hit the ball rolling and I think they'll beat I think they'll beat Raw the first month of the ratings when they when they Well, I think they're gonna spike a rating just out of curiosity. But here's the thing, we don't know if AEW's gonna be actually running a Monday night. They may pick a different night of the week. Which would well, be smart. I think it, it would be smart. But the talk was also I don't know if you saw it, uh, it's on uh, I'll link it to you later, Nate. There's a nice video of it available of Mr. Khan Jr. after the yeah. card on uh, Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. There's there is talk that they are only preliminarily planning for uh, quarterly pay-per-views to start with, which is probably a sure. smart idea. Yeah, it's probably a smart idea. Quarterly but pay-per-views was, are fine. I'm, I wish WWE would go to that. Right, but that the TV was only going to be 18 weeks. Initially, because these guys get some kind of a, they have to give breaks to some of these guys that they've allowed to work other dates. Well, yeah, and I, I, thought, and I know that, that's the big thing is not only are they giving out contracts, and of course not everybody's making the amount of money that, you know, the rumor, of course, we're going to be that show tonight. We're going to talk about the rumor that is AEW and WWE. The rumor is. Uh, guys like John Moxley, guys like uh, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, their contracts. I know Moxley's was rumored at six million a year, uh, which is more than what his. That's triple oh, what he was making. WWE. Look at your TV. Things just picked up on Raw. Look at your oh, television yeah? now. Oh God! Excuse damn. me. I'll go look at the television. Go look at the television now. Mm mm mm. Is Peyton Royce on, Tim? She certainly is. My girl. You got some Peyton. You got some uh, Becky Lynch on the other side and the the other tag team. There's nothing. If you don't like this, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Of course, course the wrestling wrestling is garbage, but uh, it's visually entertaining. You know, Nikki Cross is a pretty good wrestler. Um, And I think Becky Lynch is... And she does crazy very well. The the Iconics are good for what they are. I think they're a great heel team. They make everybody mad, which is what which is wonderful in my opinion. They don't make me mad. 
God, look at the figure on that chick. Wow. Well, well anyway. Moving um, on. I can do both things. But, but the rumor has it that these guys are basically looking at $6 million deals. And we talked about this off air about how if they're giving out these fat contracts, this is the thing WCW made a, a big mistake in. If you pump too much money into this, you're never going to turn a profit. Now, you can sit there and say, well, the cons have all this money, and the cons aren't Ted Turner. The cons don't have the money Ted Turner had. No, they don't. And, and the thing is, running on TNT is going to cost them money, whereas WCW on TNT and TBS didn't cost money because Turner owned the network, which was a valuable thing. So this is going to have to turn a profit. Not well, saying that it, it won't. No, but and it also look at, look at the difference in um, when Ted could spend his money however he wanted to, how well WCW did, and the minute he couldn't anymore and then was gone, how fast that went right down the toilet. So, yeah, it did. It, it, Tom Warner was like, "This is we're hemorrhaging money." No, we can't. WCW oh, yeah, we made can't. money. Well, yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't spend this kind of money on any more of this shit. Are you kidding me? And then well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: is that they were bleeding, they were bleeding profits and bleeding money because their product was shit. If AEW well, keeps it, a good product, yeah, they're going to keep advertising. Yeah, okay, of course. But, I'm not saying that. No, but they're going to run into the same problem that WCW did. They've got, if they're not careful, I won't say they will. They got five or six upper echelon guys who are supposedly in management as well as upper echelon guys. Um, how long is everybody going to be okay with that? If, especially if they get put, if they get to go over all the time. Right now it's all wonderful. It's one pay-per-view show. Everybody got a nice paycheck. A lot of indie guys who only dream of getting paid that much for a night's work and everybody's quite happy. But a year and a half from now, when that becomes the norm, and, well, how come I got to go and, you know, not only is John Moxley getting paid $6 million a year, he's allowed to wrestle in New Japan and for any other outfit he wants, and then on top of it, he never has to lose. I don't know if I like that so much anymore. There's a lot of pitfalls that they're going to have to be careful that they don't fall into. Not saying they will fall into them, but they're going to have to be careful. Well, I think it all falls on the uh, professionalism of some of the guys, too, that don't believe in their own egos and hypes. Well, you've already ran into that. Uh, we're yeah. you know, the first yeah. official show, and they've already ran into that political issue. Now, granted, they did a good job of, of fixing it and not and kind of downplaying it. Uh, you know, Pac, uh, you, better known as Neville in WWE, um, he was supposed to face Hangman Adam Page, and... You know, this, for those that don't know, uh, he decided he didn't want to do the job. Uh, he said he needed to win, and this is this is one of those things I'm worried about because, and we don't know the full specs of everything. You know, the elite, the Young Bucks, Cody, Omega, a lot of those guys, they're running. They're you assume they're doing the creative. Do they have anyone in there who's a neutral party? That's my question. Do you have maybe a creative person or, and a wrestling person? I know they hired Dean Malenko, uh, but I don't know if they're using him for creative or for booking. 
You can't let the wrestlers run the wrestling company. I don't care how it starts out. It'll start out noble and it'll start out a good idea. But eventually it's gonna it's gonna blow. It's gonna explode. You've gotta have somebody in there who Look. makes that you gotta have somebody in there who's not a wrestler who knows the business and knows what the knows how to book and to produce a long term story with the wrestler's help. But you can't have the wrestlers in there picking and choosing who goes over. There needs to be a top dog with final say, whether that be Tony Khan, whether that be Dean Malenko, whether they hire, I don't know, Jim Cornette, or I know they're not going to get Cornette, but you know, whomever that may be, there has to be that top guy who has final say. Otherwise, you're going to have a mess. I'm, I'm not against the, the, the idea. Uh, I'm quite sure most wrestlers are not against the idea. Uh, the competition should be good. But we've seen this song before, or at least I've seen it a couple times because I'm older. I haven't forgotten the ECW debacle either, where it was all, oh, the boys doing everything for the boys and fuck management and, oh, Paul, he's one of us, blah, blah, blah. Look how that shit turned out. Now, granted, he ran out of money also, which these guys shouldn't, but... I don't necessarily see a problem with the wrestlers booking the show as long as they keep their head on straight and think of the bigger product and not their own record. It's wrestling. It's true. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're talking but, about but, professional wrestlers here. No offense to any professional wrestlers time, I know. Yeah, but at the same time, it's going to have to be, do you want to build a product that you can have 15 years down the road? Or do you want to have a product that's going to last a year or two, and then in a year or two you've already made a bunch of money, but then you are no longer wrestling for a company because WWE sure ain't going to hire you back. Well, this this is something that that I look at, and don't say WWE is not going to hire you back. Well, uh, but you know what I mean, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's gonna thing, it's gonna be a while. There's, there's one thing I've learned: if if the WWE, whether it be Vince, Triple H, anybody in WWE, if they can make a dollar. That's true. If they if they had to book the devil himself on the card to make a dollar, they'd do it. They've already booked God though. Yeah, God's zero and one. Yeah. But if WWE, they they would welcome those guys in with open arms if they thought it'd pop a rating and they could make some money on it. Not a doubt in my mind. That's probably true. But Warrior came back. Bret Hart came back. Hulk Hogan came back. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash came back. Everybody is welcome back. Vince, if there's dollar signs to be made, Vince does not care. Vince Vince actually will swallow, for as much as we say he's an egotistical jerk-off, he has swallowed his pride on several occasions. Oh, know, Yeah, I don't really care because if I can put some money in my pocket, I will have you back. He's business first. That's one. That's one area Vince excels in. He's business first. He worries about everything else later. I mean, I so, look at it this way. I mean, I don't know enough about the the. Uh, I mean, when you look at what they're telling you about AEW so far, I mean, okay, Tony Khan is the president and CEO. Fine, but really, in the real world, Tony Khan is the son of a rich man. 
his actual business experience is not that much. Then you've got five exec, four executive vice presidents, whatever exactly that means. So you got four John Lornides. Which I'm not sure. And then their chief Thanks. branding officer is supposedly Brandy Rhodes, who is another person who, okay, what does she know about business? Nothing. Not saying, not, saying, not saying that she might not be good at the job. She has no previous experience in running a business. Maybe not business uh, more so, but I'm looking at it from the professional wrestling side of things. What does she What does she know about pro wrestling? She was, what, a ring announcer and a valet more than anything? Yeah, uh, she, I mean, she's been a she reality television star. Yeah, she, no, was, she doesn't uh, really bring much to the table, as far as I'm concerned, I, except that she's very I will good. Say this, I will say this about her. Uh, just, just looking here, she does. She, she is an intelligent woman. She has a master's degree in broadcast journalism. Uh, so I'm not saying. I mean, granted, that doesn't that doesn't mean you're a business maker or anything, but. Being able to 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 have that that schooling maybe that helps a little bit. Yeah, but here's the thing though: you're not if if at the end of the day, the guy that owns it is the guy that's going to be calling all the shots. But is he? If I'm pour, if I'm pouring that much money into it, yes, absolutely, I'm calling the shots at the end of the day. There has got to be a money man in this in this situation somewhere, because it's not Tony Khan. Tony's a now, Tony Khan did time the show out the other night because he does know about television production. So I'll give him that. My biggest thing is, though, who is the guy in creative that, that says, okay, let's look at it like this. Let's say you got four guys basically in creative. You got Omega, you got Rhodes, you got the Young Bucks. Let's say, let's just use, for example, Chris Jericho, Hangman Page is your next big match for the AEW championship. Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega want to put the title on Jericho. The Bucks think it's a better idea to put it on Hangman Page. They can't come to an agreement. Who's the guy that says, okay, here's what we're going to do, and puts his foot down, and here's what we're doing? And even if it's a three-to-one vote, is there a guy who could override that? Who's really in charge? That's my thing. Who's really that guy? Well, it could be a thing of that each guy is over a certain division of the company. The Young Bucks could be over the tag division. Mm-hmm. Omega and Cody could be over the main event division, uh, and your and your undercard and things like that. Well, it, it all depends on on how they're setting everything up going forward. Again, true. My biggest question though, who's the guy? That says, okay, after hearing everybody's ideas, we know who that guy is in WWE. Whether he's right, wrong, indifferent, we like it, we don't like it, that guy is Vince McMahon. ECW, that guy was Paul Heyman. WCW, kind of murky. Nobody really, there was no real, not really a filter. Yeah. You know, the inmates ran the asylum there, and that was their downfall. WWE, we know what happens there. AEW, I don't know. That's, That's my question. I don't know their hierarchy. And I'm not saying that. It won't work. I just know the first thing I know is wrestling personalities, and I know their egos. And you saw after that show, oh, they've got an ego. 
and rightful and rightfully so. It was successful. They did a good job. Things I like, things I didn't like. We'll get into that. But when somebody's got to be the the end all be all, who is it? Well, I look at it from the perspective of you were talking about. Um, I, I know where you're going with that. You're, you're going to talk about how the all the members of the elite went over except for Kenny Omega. I have no problem with that. But really. but here's the thing: when you sit back and look at it, when going forward with what they're doing in the in the uh, the end of June with their their show, uh, the what is it, the Freedom Show? What is it? Yeah, the, I, that that show. Yeah. What they did in that was setting up their stuff going forward. Cody beating Dustin made sense. It, it was it was Dustin pretty much passing the torch to Cody, but then Cody saying, "No, you're going to have one more run in AEW." You had to have Jericho beat Omega because you didn't want to have two members of the Elite go together, and that showed that Omega could actually lose. And then you had Hangman Page win, and the only reason why he won is because he was in the middle of that that uh, match with Neville, and you had to put him over some way with something. Yeah. And then the Young Bucks. That was a fantastic match, and it was probably nah. the best match of the night. No. Fucking spot monkeys. That's, that's your opinion. That's okay. Uh, I, I, again, I, disagree I disagree with you. I disagree. But that match could have went either way, and nobody would have been upset. I agree with that. Now, the winner and loser of that match didn't matter. We'll get into what we thought of the show here in a minute. This is this is just something I wanted to dive in on with something like this. Um, oh, look, everybody. It's Mr. Irrelevant himself on television. It's Cesaro. Cesaro looks like he went off the sauce a little bit. They're looking a little, uh, still pretty muscled, but nowhere near as ripped as he used to be. Cesaro's another guy that could go to AEW and they could make him a star. Cesaro was on the brink of stardom in WWE at one point. There's a lot of guys that were in WWE that, that were just, they were right there. They were right there. And improper booking screwed them. Cesaro is one of those guys. Braun Strowman is another one. Rusev, another guy. Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, there's a lot of guys that, that had that chance to get to that next plateau. And they just, for whatever reason, they, they just bum them. But I guarantee you, Ricochet's facing Cesaro. I guarantee you, this match is going to be damn good. And That's you know what, Rob? You need it. You're an hour and a half in, and you've yet to have a match worth of shit. In, in WWE, if your name isn't doesn't start with R for Roman or B for Brock, you don't get much. <laughs> well, as far as the push goes, I mean, we've seen them push guys for. I mean, how long did they push Strowman and then they just shit all over him? In when he finally couple, got to the point, when he finally got to the point where it was time to pull the trigger, they just no, they just they, yeah. they went blah. They went back to Brock Lesnar. Sent him out to, sent him out to uh, WrestleMania and let him made him tag with a fucking ten year old boy. Yeah, everybody, everybody likes to talk about how that's such a great moment. I thought that was so fucking stupid. I thought it was it, stupid at the time. It's still stupid right now. That, that, that was that was a feel good moment for anybody else on the card who wasn't involved in a tag team championship match. They gave their title to a ten year old boy for Christ's sake. Well, the thing of it is, too, is that, that Strowman should have been in the main event for that, that year. Yeah, no, and then, uh, and yeah, on top and then, of all of that. And then, yeah, and then when they didn't pull the trigger on him, they had to shoehorn him into the pay-per-view some way because he was the only he was the, the over guy in the company. He's still one of the most over guys in the company. And 
they still want to shove him in the in in just garbage storylines. Well, can you imagine? Can you imagine back in the nineties? Let's say well, tonight on uh, Starcade, we've got uh, the title match between the Steiner brothers and uh, the Road Warriors. But Rick Steiner is hurt, so we're going to tag Scotty with a twelve-year-old boy from out of the crowd. Can you imagine the? Well, the Road Warriors probably would have beat the shit out of the twelve-year-old, but probably. No, but can you no, imagine the, the response though to that? What that would have been fifteen or twenty years ago? It would have been. You got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> well, it I wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't happen. First off, because you had no, comparable okay, blood. But that's what I'm saying. Like, whatever, what happened that somebody decided that that was a good idea in management? I don't know. Which, which I, which, which will lead me into the AEW thing. The first, the parts that I, the part that I didn't like, that battle royal of madness. Oh. Now I know it was designed to get guys some exposure and some names out there and all that. And I got no problem with that part of it. But some of the stuff that happened during that thing was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. So so we need to put a, a disclaimer on this thing before we start. If there's some times that I'm not talking at all during this thing, it's because I didn't see the match. Um, yeah. I haven't got to go back and watch I, parts of AEW. You know what? You know, hold on. Before, before we get into that, before we get into to dissecting the, the, the pay-per-view, Let's let's take a, per, a dive into a personal thing here. It's called the company known as Suddenlink Communications. Here, in oh, Virginia. good God! Um, you know who you are. They're our internet provider, and Suddenlink Communications. You can and, go suck yeah. my big toe. Is what you All can right, do. So basically, just to fill everyone in that's listening, Suddenlink had AEW up on their pay per view sites. I went through step by step found what I wanted, and press order, and it says, okay, you know, you, tomorrow you'll be able to watch it. I ordered it ahead of time, which you can do. Okay, so I sat down, get the TV remote ready, get it, get it to the channel, and nothing happens. I check, and it says, you've ordered this, enjoy, and you hit watch program. Nothing. I call, suddenly. Now, remember... It says on the television, AEW double or nothing. I call Suddenlink. I say, hey, here's what's going on, and I'm unable to watch this right now. Uh, is there an issue? Did it not take the order? What happened? Now, if they would have told me, yeah, we're having a, a problem processing the order, yeah, we, you know, there's an issue on our end, or, you know, hey, this is a... Uh, you know, what you ordered wasn't the right thing. Okay, let's resolve it. They tell me, Tim and God and everybody that's listening, we're not showing that paper. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let's preface this, though. Let's preface it, though, with something. You literally had to spell out the pay-per-view to this woman. I did. You literally said to her on the telephone, I'm trying to order AEW, double or nothing, and she had no idea what you were talking about. And then you said to her, I'm trying to order A E W. There's a semicolon there. Yeah. Double or nothing. <laughs> All elite wrestling. Double. Like literally, yeah. it's sitting there. I going, literally said colon. Yeah. 
right. He wanted to go. He wants. You're lucky that you didn't get a fast food order to show up at your house from A&W. Well, see, there's none close, so. Uh, but the, and then the woman proceeds to tell me they're not airing that program. I said, you're not airing the program. No, sir, it's not available on Suddenlink. I said. Then why am I looking at I it? Said, why am I looking at it saying enjoy the show? Sir, we're not offering it. I don't know how it's saying that. I'm Like, I'm sitting right here looking well, at it. it? How's about you mosey on over to those 42 television screens you got in front of your ass and have a look at the one where the pay-per-views are and tell me yeah. what you're looking at then. I said, we have three pay-per-view channels on here. Three. A, reneg- a, a renegade, a, a, a renegade hacking squirrel is trying to hack my pay-per-view. Two of them say AEW. The other one is Come Crazy Grannies. <laughs> <laughs> He's not making this up. So anyway, yeah. so we watched. Yeah. Yeah, we that joke. So we watched yeah, the, uh, I got that put, joke. Yeah. the Come Crazy yeah. Grannies pay per view because that one was easier to you know stomach. <laughs> yeah, Come Crazy Grannies we were able to get. Um, yeah, but they were offering that one. But they were anyway, crazy and so they were grannies. It was quite simply. We, we were looking for streams online. Busty Cops ninety seven. And we finally found a comparable stream about an hour into the into the actual pay per view. We saw bit clips of every of most of it, but we we didn't find a comparable stream until about an hour in. So that was well. Apparently, they bungled. I mean, and that's part of the the topic. They kind of bungled the pay per view part because it was apparently, from all reports, fairly fucked up in the United States. The price in Canada was fucking ridiculous. I, I wouldn't have paid for it. No it was it was fifty dollars in the U.S. No, it was fifty dollars here. It was fifty dollars here. It was fifteen dollars in the U.K. By the way. Okay, but their money is worth. Uh, you know, what are they running at? About two fifty to the to the dollar. So that's yeah, probably, comparable. Probably. That's that's comparable. But uh, I'm not paying in this day and age. I am not paying fifty dollars for uh, a pay per view. Not doing it. We've kind of gotten spoiled with the WWE Network and Honor Club. Well, and that is the marketplace, right? It is, honestly. So, you know that they're not MMA where they can. Well, I won't pay. I won't pay it to watch UFC either. So it's too much. A fifty dollar pay per view these days is a little outrageous. Um, now granted, granted it was all right, like, I don't know, I can't no, justify the marketplace for wrestling, the marketplace for wrestling pay-per-views has been about the $20 range, 24 maybe, for a long time, not 50 Yeah, I mean, especially now that you're paying 10 bucks a month for these pay-per-views and you get them on a... Yeah, but even before them, the okay. even before the network came along. The price of pay-per-view had dropped quite a, quite a bit. It was nowhere near the... Except maybe for WrestleMania. You might have I was about to say, uh, sir, were you watching the same pay-per-views I was watching? Because the wrestling pay-per-views I watched were $60 a piece. And we oh, were God, no, every, We I were. We were watching them every month. I used to watch ECW uh, Impact when it was uh, back when it was TNA and I actually worked watching there for a little while. And they were all oh. like 24 25 bucks up there. Okay. Well, that was Impact, though. Yeah, WCW, too. 
I watched most of theirs for twenty four ninety five. You weren't watching wrestling in two thousand and you know fourteen like I was. No, hold on, hold no, on. I was, but... Are we forgetting that back in two thousand three and two thousand four and two thousand five, WWE was running pay per views every two weeks oh, at sixty dollars a pop I when Raw and SmackDown were a thing. Sixteen years ago, where were you two little pukes getting sixty dollars a month from? We had very loving parents. Well, yeah, and, I'll honest, because... and I'll be honest with you, I didn't get every pay per view. You know, here was the pay per view. Sixty bucks a pop, yeah. My kid wouldn't have been. <laughs> I was getting. I got the Royal Rumble every year because that was my favorite event. I got WrestleMania because Josh and I's birthdays both fall in March, so it was a part of our birthday presents. And, and any time there was an Elimination Chamber, man. And any time there was an Elimination Chamber or a Hell in a Cell, something really big, occasionally we'd get SummerSlam or Survivor Series. But then when I got a job, uh, that was what a lot of my money went towards was those pay-per-views. And we would pull our uh-huh. money out of Josh, Josh, myself, and a few other friends. We would all get together and watch the pay-per-views together, pull our money, order some food, and we'd have, like, you know, wrestling parties. Watching parties, yeah. That's what we would do. Yeah, Cesaro just did the job for Ricochet. I'm okay with that because the match seemed like it was entertaining. Yeah, I'm no, okay just with Cesaro. Just, just, uh, just give it the news. I, uh, it don't bother me either. Uh, anyway, back to AEW. As long as he's doing the job in a comparable match, I think it's okay. Uh, if you're doing the job in, you know, a 10 second squash, and then it's a little yeah. different. But, all right, so anyway, that was my story about the pay per view. Let's get so, back to the actual card here. Josh didn't see the Battle Royal like at all, did you? No, no. no. I was well, busy it, trying to figure out well, a way to a, get show it going. Was a typical, it was a typical Battle Royal. You know, too many people in the ring with three people doing something and 14 hanging on the ropes doing nothing. It was, and, it was a typical Battle Royal. There was, <laughs> there was a couple of guys in the Battle Royal that I liked, but man, there was a lot of shit in that Battle Folk, Royal. Folks, though, though, you want a typical battle royal. Let's not forget, as of tonight, eight. But well, I'm sorry about that. In two weeks, we're gonna have the first ever fifty man over the top rope battle royal at oh. Super Show. So I take your AEW battle okay. royal and I raise you at All Super right. Showdown. Okay, but Super Showdown does not count. This is not a pay-per-view for anybody except for 10 Saudi sheiks. No, 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 no. They are saying it's going to be as big or bigger than... No, but it is not aimed at anybody but those 10. If if those 10 Saudi sheiks wanted to see uh, Hulk Hogan versus fucking Ric Flair for two hours and 45 minutes... WWE would find out a way to try to make that work, regardless of how shitty it was. Well, they need to start calling their shows uh, WWE Blood Money's what they need to start calling themselves. Well, that, that particular one, yeah, I agree. All of Saudi, them. All of the Saudi shows might as well be. Well, yeah, anything over in Saudi Arabia is, is, is 100% $50 million. I mean... Well, there's there's the thing. If they break that contract, they end up having to pay all that money back. Apparently. Yeah, that's why they're well, still I, running. <laughs> well, I don't think it. I don't think it takes much for them to run it over there either, because the card is a no-brainer. You know, they dig out their fossils. They send out their fossils. 
I mean, who the hell really do you really want to watch Goldberg in the Undertaker? No, absolutely not. I don't want to watch Goldberg ever. I don't want to watch. Go- I don't want to watch Goldberg walk down, walk to the ring, and present I, me the award. I barely wanted. I, want to- I barely wanted to watch Goldberg when he first came to WWE. I barely wanted to watch him. I didn't want to watch let him. Alone, let alone fifteen years later, or however long. A sidebar. Sidebar. Sami Zayn is going to be in the electric chair tonight, whatever the fuck that's supposed to fucking mean. You know, here's the thing. I think WWE takes like a wall and just like (laughs) goes and gets like a drywall wall and just like they'll sit in a room for like six hours and be like, okay, so what can we think of? Okay, electric chair. You're not wrong. Jim Cornette and some of the other guys, Pritchard, have said that. Yeah, and then you know the they, they, were, they were joking. They were joking, and Vince would go, hey, "That's a hell of an idea," and run with right. the fucking thing. They've got so, manatees, and they got the, in, a, in a big swimming pool, and they push the ball. Champions. I mean, it it would not surprise me at all if somebody. Jokingly said, "Well, fuck. Why don't we just have a fucking fifty-man battle royal? Why don't we?" And Vince went, "Fuck. Yes. yes. I already let's, had a fifty-man royal. Run let's back. have a fifty-man. Let's have a fifty-man battle royal when we've only got thirty-eight guys to put in it. That's all right. We'll That's be- okay. Lesnar's going to come oh. in in that match and cash in Money in the Bank and then just kill everybody, like literally kill everyone, and then it will be blood money. Well, if Lesnar <laughs> get it, I, it's I, Money I in it. the Bank." I'd pay to see that. Well, if Brock Lesnar does do something like that, then he's going to have a heck of a lawsuit on his hands. And speaking of that, he might get called by our great sponsor, the law offices of Stephen P. New. Whoa, Stephen. Let's hear about Steve. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Thanks to okay, our sponsor, the law offices of Stephen P. New. I just had a great idea for a South Park episode. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, the kids of South Park start a class action suit against Saddam Hussein and Satan, and Stephen P. New is their lawyer. <laughs> I'd tune in for that. I so would be like, for that. You know, how they, you know how, they, how they do Saddam Hussein? In the, you know, he's got to... Uh, the, the, his head is the real picture of Saddam Hussein. The rest of him is cardboard like yeah. all the other guys. That's how they got yeah. to see people, though. They got to do them like that. Well, I'll do. I'll say this. Uh, talking about the battle, the AEW battle royal. 
Uh, I'm looking at the list of guys here, and there's some guys on here that I'm like, hell yeah, more of that. Um, and then there's some guys on here I'm like, huh? Um, let's let's just look at them here. Here, here's some of the guys that stood out to me in the match. Um, MJF probably sold Excellent. the show. Yes, excellent heel. Excellent. Love heel that job. guy. Yeah, he did a great him. job. I, I hated him from the second he walked out, which yep. means he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc, hell yeah, I like me yep, some Jimmy okay. Havoc. Like me some Jimmy Havoc. Um, Luchasaurus, fucking love big Luchasaurus. on Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus to me is a dude you could make a star, even though it seems was, like it seems like a silly gimmick. But he, he was damn near the biggest like guy. He was damn near the biggest guy I think that I saw on the entire card. He was the biggest guy on the show, I think. I think he was except, legitimately except in terms of height. He was the tallest guy on the show. Yeah, except maybe for the one fat guy that was in the in the Battle Royal. But we'll get to him. Yeah, um, sure. Let's see here. Uh, of course, I'm always happy to see Tommy Dreamer, and I'm always happy to see uh, Billy. Fuck. No, Glacier. Tommy Dreamer needs to fucking hang it up. Well, this is supposed to be the cutting edge of fucking wrestling. Quit getting every goddamn has me. Get him out of there. Uh, and also, Next I, want to bring uh, Raven Joey, back. Joey Janela. Um, I don't have an issue with Joey Janela and Penelope Ford. And uh big shout out to my boy Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, good to see him on national TV. Yeah. Now, guys, now, now, guys who had to go. The fat guy had to go. Uh, Ace Romero. Yeah, yeah not that cool. would be, yeah. The um, wee little, little tiny fucking guy who was like 120 pounds soaking wet. That was Marco Stunt. Yeah, yeah. that's just not believable. He might be a good wrestler against guys his own size. They can't throw him in there with all them big guys. It's just stupid. Who the hell was Orange Cassidy, the guy that just came in and just barely touched Dreamer in the shins? That looked like one of the rejects from the Outsiders. I don't know what well, the some, fuck he was doing. No, because some somewhere in the Indies, it's too bad that Casey or one of those guys had, didn't follow him. Maybe he will yet. I think I saw somewhere on the Indies where that was the whole gimmick, was that they both stood there and barely touched one another. Are you supposed to sell that? I I don't know, Nate. Uh, I just I'm sure I saw a bout with that in it somewhere already, but it was horrific. Uh, and yeah, it was atrocious. And uh, anyway, um, you know, I'm just going to skim in here. Um, uh, the, Boy. The I know a lot of people like Sunny Kiss. Uh, That's fucking stupid gimmick. Uh, Jungle Boy, I know a lot of people like Jungle Boy. I I don't see the appeal. Um, yeah. Again, smaller guy. Nothing wrong with being a small wrestler. No, uh, it's just they, they, were, they, they were kind of promoting him as a big a big attraction, and I'm like, I don't really see it. Maybe a junior heavyweight. Sure. Uh, Sean Spears, the perfect ten, formerly Ty Dillinger. Um, he's dating Peyton Royce, so I automatically don't like him. Uh, let's see. But yeah, uh, Adam Page wins the Battle Royal. Kind of predictable. Uh, but yeah, the stars the of that. Thing, to me, yeah, the only other thing the I, in the Battle yeah, Royal. The only other thing I didn't like, and it has nothing to do, it's just, I just don't, 
know that it has a place was the guy who had no legs. Dustin Thomas. Like, I don't want to sound yeah, like okay. a dick. And I know I kind of sound like a dick when I say it, but it's just like, okay, that's just not believable that this guy is going to go out there and kick anybody's ass. It's well, it's not, not even happen. that. It's not even that. That's not the problem with it. The problem is is that you could go ahead and stick him in a match. I mean, Zach Gowan has one leg, and he can kick people's ass. The problem is that you stick him in a fucking battle royal. How are both feet going to hit the fucking floor? Well, they, they made sure he did. They, the way they – well, I mean, what was what qualified for his feet? I, I watched it when they threw him out just to make sure that, that they did that, that they didn't have some bullshit where he got back in at a later date. But, I mean – we can gimmick anything. I guess that's true. I suppose Remember, that's true. Yeah, I'm just, if we're going to go on what was bad, that was bad. Yeah, not, I that agree. They could, not that they couldn't somehow do that again and make it better. Just what they did on the pay-per-view was bad. That's all I'm saying. I ain't knocking, I'm not knocking that guy. Fuck, I'll give the guy all the credit in the universe. Oh, yeah. I mean, he hit a 450. For going out there don't and doing what he could do. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I I applaud the athleticism of it all. It's just from a wrestling point of view, or at least in a battle royal, as you said, it made no sense. That's all. Next. Well, um, I was going to say this. They go to a package before the pay-per-view. Now, Kip Sabian beat Sammy Guevara. I didn't really watch the match that much. I like Sammy Guevara. He, 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 another guy got lots of heat without much effort and with a little bit of work could make a real good heel. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I didn't see that match. Um, I will say this. Michael Nakazawa with the oil in the Battle Royal. Jesus Christ. Stupid. I don't want to know. He basically dumped oil on himself and was escaping every hold anybody would grab him with. He literally a Guys wouldn't let go of him. They just continued to let him pour the oil on and wait for it to start, yeah. I guess, penetrate, yeah. and then he would kind he would wiggle his way out of the hole. Out of the hole. So, so, so what you're saying is that the guys would watch him put oil on himself. While holding him oh, in like a bear hug. Oh, yeah. And then he would, yeah. No, no, not like he was secretly. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do it sneakily. If he had done it sneakily, oh. it might have made sense. Sneakily, sneakily, the word. Sneakily, sneakily. It is in my world. I mean, okay, sure, I'll take your word. Could you use it in a sentence, please? Yes. What's the definition? Okay, in a sentence. If he'd have done it more sneakily, he would have gotten away with it. All right, but anyway. Sneaky sneakily. Let's get to the opener um, on the card. Oh, by the way, if anybody ever calls themselves an AEW fan, and, and I, I enjoyed AEW. I did. I enjoyed the pay-per-view. If they call themselves an AEW fan and criticize WWE for bad gimmicks and say AEW doesn't have bad gimmicks, I will strangle them. That librarian gimmick is the dumbest oh, fucking fuck I've ever seen. A chick comes out to get interviewed by, by, uh, uh, by, another, uh, by an interviewer, a wrestler. And a guy comes yeah. out and starts going fucking shush, because he's the librarian. And out comes yeah. another, a woman who also is the librarian, and she says fucking shush. 
And they shush each other for 30 fucking seconds. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Blue Pants, though. Blue Pants' gimmick isn't that she is like a librarian. Blue Pants' gimmick is that she takes other people's gimmicks. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's not her gimmick. That's just what she okay, does. But I, okay, like, but you may, you may know that because you follow that kind of wrestling. I don't, and I had no fucking clue what was going on. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Like, okay, I, I, don't, well, I, I have no know. idea. Yeah, so that, yeah that's, not her, that's not her gimmick. That, that was two librarians that made no fucking sense. One librarian is too many. There. Yes. I what the it. hell does that have to do with anything? The fuck? Nothing. The janitor. We're podcasting. All right, but anyway, let's get to the main card. Uh, if you criticize bad gimmicks and you don't call the librarian out, fuck you. See, I was too busy again trying to get the stream to come up to pay attention to that thing. So. All right, so main card, SoCal Uncensored, Chris Daniels, Frank Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. They defeated the Stronghearts, Seema T. Hawk, and L. Litteman in a six-man tag match. It goes 13 minutes and 40 seconds. Solid opener, I saw. Uh, Josh, you didn't see it, did you? No, I was, again, trying to. Solid no. opener. Yeah, not uh, bad. Too many not, goddamn finishing moves that don't end in fucking finishes. Well, let's uh, save your save your anger on that for a little bit. We'll get don't, there. We'll get that later. No, just don't use them. Why does every match that a guy is in have to feature his finisher move that isn't a finisher? Because he doesn't win. Do something different. I Holy agree. Fuck. I mean, we're getting to the point with the finisher that when the finisher is actually put on, oh wait a minute, it's fire, fire, it's Firefly Funhouse time on Monday Night Raw. Well, no, no, fucking no, tonight they have to tonight. Oh, no, you got better than you got better than that. You got your man Baron Corbin. I don't care what anybody. The Firefly Funhouse is awesome. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I thought the six-man tag was was pretty solid. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought SoCal and Censored were clearly the better team. Uh, the reason these guys were brought in, though, was because uh, AEW is smart. They're trying to build a business relationship with the new promotion oh. over oh, in sure. China. Yeah, yeah, and... China. I believe it's OWE Oriental Wrestling Entertainment is the yeah, company that they're trying to build. Yeah, no, I mean for, for a second it's match, a huge third match, it was it was more than adequate for where it was in the car. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll give a nod to that, and it's always cool to see Chris, Christopher Daniels and uh, Frankie Kazarian. So I'm cool with that. Scorpio Sky, by the way, has gotten so much better since I first saw him. So. Kudos to those gentlemen. All right, moving on. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeated Nyla Rose, the Native Beast, and Smiley Kylie Ray, and we had a sighting of Awesome Kong in AEW. I didn't get to watch this match either, so. Uh, Jim and I are probably going to have varying points on this match. I actually thought the match was pretty pretty okay. I'm not going to say it was fantastic. It didn't blow away, like, all women's wrestling, but I thought the match was solid for what it was. Um... Tim doesn't like Nyla. I know no. Nyla personally, so no, I, I have to. I don't have to like the gimmick. He doesn't like, like the gimmick. Yeah, get that, get that. But I know her personally, so I kind of have to bend the other way. As oh, she's a I, very, I, very. Yeah, no, 
I, I have no idea what kind of person she is. I'm just saying I don't like the gimmick. That's all. And for me, again, it's not believable that because of her size, that either of those two sticks she was in the ring with would have a chance against beating her. Uh, that's we're at that point in pro wrestling where you almost have to just overlook that. Yeah, well, I'm I can I have a hard time with that. That is that's on me though. So anyway, moving on. All right, so we look at that and let's go to the next match. Next match is, and this is a match I kind of want to touch on. Um, the best friends, Chucky Taylor and Trent Beretta against Angelico and Jack Evans in a tag team match. 12 minutes, 35 seconds, this tag team match. Um, I thought it was good. What I saw of it, I thought it was good. Tim, what do you think? Of course, think? I only saw the last, I saw like the, the, like the last. It was really, it was really only 12 minutes. Yeah, it did it, it not feel like it was about <laughs> 18? Yeah, I would have said it was longer than 12. It had a couple well, of dead spots in it, maybe that was why. Well, and of course, you got to add entrances into account, which I thought they got to the ring pretty quick. Um, Jack Evans is in is unfucking believable. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, since we're talking about getting to the ring and stuff real fast. Go ahead. Loved the two entranceways the WWE invasion style yeah. entrance set. I, I loved that. their that set. Cool. It was short or I mean it was simple. It was it we got what it needed done. I loved it. I thought it was really I cool. did like the two entrance plays. What did you feel about the two entrance plays, Tim? That's kind right. of an old school. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. alright. Um the thing you guys the thing you you guys know all these guys or or most of them. I don't follow that scene at all. So I'm watching that match and going, Who the fuck are these guys? And why should I care? I unfortunately, know who the best, I unfortunately know who the best friends are. They they couldn't do much about it, of course, because it's a pay-per-view, so they couldn't really, you know, they can't set it up or anything, but that was well, part of the problem for me, because I didn't know what to, what I should be expecting from some of these guys. Okay, is this something they do, uh, you know, is that their, their stick? Is this something they change? That's where, for, that's where commentary, that's where commentary kind of let people down. Yeah, let's not even talk about the commentary. Um, Excalibur took the play-by-play on commentary. I do not like Excalibur on commentary. He, to me, he's more of a, a trying to be Mauro Ronaldo, but he's nowhere near as genuine in his love. Uh, he He's one of the six guys that helped start Pro Wrestling Gorilla, so they, that tells you everything you need to know, as far as my opinion. Uh, the other guy, uh, whoever the fuck Phil was, fuck you, Phil. My God, was that the first time Phil's ever watched wrestling? Yeah. Like well, that's the first time shit. he's ever like, Marvel, that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's his first. That was his first attempt. Oh. Oh, buddy, it was Art oh. Donovan level. Well, you know it what? Why, why? After all the bitching everybody does about the three man booth, why the fuck did they go with three guys? That that was what I was kind of wondering. I was wondering why Excalibur didn't do play by play and Jr. didn't do color. And I understand why Excalibur was doing the play-by-play, because normally you would say, well, why don't you have JR do play-by-play? He's probably one of the best play-by-play men in the business. Excalibur knows these wrestlers. He knows them. He's worked with them. He knows their moves. He knows their idiosyncrasies. He knows what they do. Um, And he should have told a better backstory than what he did. He was too busy. uh, 
there again, though, and I, I, I agree with you, but now we don't know what they're being told to do or how much rain they have to talk about whatever sure. they want to talk about. So, uh, I mean, for for our first go-around, it wasn't fucking Yama pit fighting bad. Well, God, what is? I mean, I've I've heard way worse commentary than that. I've heard worse commentary, but I've heard better. On way bigger shows than AEW, on companies that have been in business for, (laughs) damn, Jesus, go back and watch, watch some of the AWA stuff. Watch some NWA stuff, too, for that matter. I mean, watch Monday Night Raw. Some some <laughs> nights, yeah. I mean, I, I'm willing to at least with the commentary. That is something that can be worked on and you can get better at. So you I'll, I'll remember, give. Josh and I are commentators, so I'll give them a while, supposedly. I mean, I'll Josh and I are commentators, so we pay attention to that shit. And well, not that I'm saying we would have done better. I'm not saying that at all. It's just something I noticed. But anyway, uh, best friends, both very talented. Both can do a lot of shit. Another stupid fucking gimmick. Hate that gimmick. Stopping in the middle of the match to try to hug one another. What the fuck? They hug each other. And the commentary puts over the hug more than any goddamn thing they did in the match. It was kind of cheesy for me, but... (laughs) But... See, I only got to watch the match from the high spots on. Yeah, well, trust me. That you watched basically the match. It was a high spot fest. Um, not a lot of tags. AEW came out ahead of time and said that they allow a 10-second uh, tag. You know, oh, yeah, the 10-second the rule. Ten second rule. Ten I like the rule. The only problem is I never saw that shit getting enforced. I never saw the first referee count on a tag. I never saw anybody count three or five anywhere either. No, um, not at all. All I saw was guys just get in the ring willy-nilly and say, oh, fuck the rules. So, that kind well, of... Well, there again, that's also where, you know, first time out, you know, who's the... How much of that stuff is getting across and it's something most of them aren't used to. Because, man, if, I, if I'm a heel and I got 10 seconds, shit, I'm going to take 20 probably. <laughs> that's the thing. You know, wrestling is I'm real. Gonna I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to roll in at nine. And... That's a uh, which that's becoming more and more apparent. Uh, they do have time limits on matches. That's good. That's a good thing. Now you have that element. I think that's good. Uh, but I don't like the best friend gimmick. Uh, Angelico seemed like he was kind of the odd man out, whereas everyone else seemed a lot more polished, seemed a lot more... Well, and that, there's a second thing too. Now with the uh, with the two guys in yellow, whatever the hell their names were. Yeah, Jack Evans. Are, okay, how much have they have they ever wrestled together before? Like I don't really know. Now like, that I'm not 100 percent on. So I mean, you might be you might be throwing two guys in there to tag team who haven't tagged before, and well, you know, you get what you get, right? Absolutely. Against some other guys that maybe they've never wrestled against, or not much. So, when you take that into account, that match gets a little bit better, in my opinion. It was all right, though. It wasn't horrible. I enjoyed the match. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on the match. I, I, I like the match, but, god damn, I hate that best friend's gimmick. That's okay. Yeah, I'll get over it. Fair enough. I'll get over it. All right. Um, 
I'll tell you what, before we move on to the rest of the card, let's uh, hear from our other great sponsors, the good people at Cambay. Are you sick of the boring, same old campsites with the same old girls and the same boring content? Well, now's your chance to jump over to a brand new website called cambay.com. C-A-M-B-A-E.com. When you're on Cambay, whatever you want and whatever you desire is right at your fingertips. Be sure to join right now and use promo code WIDEMEN to get 20 free credits on cambay.com. Use those credits to go towards whatever your fantasy is and make sure that you know cambay.com wants to make you as happy as you can be. Be sure to join right now. Again, it's cambay.com, C-A-M-B-A-E.com. And unlike college, it's not going to take you guys 20 free credits to finish. So join cambay.com right now. Use promo code WIDEMAN and get your free credits. Well, you know, Nathan, we were watching uh, Cyber or Cyber Sunday, excuse me, Taboo Tuesday the other the you other were, evening, and and the Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal was on there. So you can go to Cambay and possibly fulfill your own fantasies on that website. But yeah, I think they have two copies of Come Crazy Granny. All right, <laughs> wow. All right, let's Cha-ching. Uh, back to the main card here on AEW. Now here was the six woman tag team match, thirteen minutes ten seconds. <sighs> Bear with me on this one, gentlemen. Hiraku Shida, Riho Abe. Wrong. I'm just assuming. Rio Abe and Royo Matsunami defeat Aja Kong, Yuka Sasake, and Emma Sakura. Okay, so okay, please note is... that Nathan could say Masahiro Chono and <laughs> uh, Nakato and all that other shit, but he can't say those. He hasn't learned them yet. I'm not proficient in uh, which one is the woman who is happy all the time? That would be, that was in, well, there was two, wasn't there? Yeah, well, uh, the, Jap- the original Japanese version, I'm thinking, probably. Uh, I believe that was Ryo Mizunami, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Cute as a button. That gimmick is so fucking stupid. It hurts, but probably gets over in Japan, to be honest. That's kind of a cultural, yeah, kind, of a cultural yeah. kind of a cultural, but that's kind of a cultural thing. I understand it why is. that works, why that works in Japan, but to me that's just silly. Uh, the other two I could care less about, including uh, Aja Kong, who is just too damn old and too fat. Um, the same as Awesome Kong, for that matter. A whole lot of whole lot of talk and a lot of uh, promo, but in the ring. Not very much left there. Uh, the one Japanese girl, I think she was in the white outfit. God damn. <laughs> of course she was. Yeah, yeah give me some. Of, give me some of that. Whatever her name was. Actually, I think uh, I, I, I may be wrong. I believe it was Rio. Was the um, the young girl who was smiley all the time. I mean, let's be honest. The Japanese wrestling, it, it, I mean, it runs to a different beat of a different drummer. And it, it, does. Something it, it does require, I mean, it is kind of an acquired taste of something you have to watch for a while before yeah, it is. you really can get into it. And the, the men are no different. I, I don't watch much Japanese can, wrestling. 
and when everybody gets excited about the, you know, whatever's going on in New Japan, and I watch it and go, this really wasn't all that great. Well, uh, can we sidebar for just a second? Because right now sure. on Raw, we're having the uh, the fatal four-way match to determine who's going to face Seth Rollins. And can we just, you know, we were talking about dumpster fires before. Baron Corbin is such a fucking dumpster fire, it's not even fucking funny. I try to tell people. But like, he is listen. garbage. Like, if, if if I had the choice between watching a Baron Corbin, I, I wish he would have threw him against the ring post and just, like, destroy Yeah, throw but, him completely out of the, out of the on, crowd. He's, throw him. he's got a bitchin' watch and a fucking Hot Wheel car that he zooms in on. With oh, whoa. Congratulations. It still doesn't help your in-ring work. Maybe yeah, it'll give so you, you a gimmick. Maybe you need to drive out in a car like, uh, you know, Alberto Del Rio Light in AEW right now. Alberto Del Carbon. Alberto Del Carbon. I, I, I haven't liked him from day one. Has nothing to do with Nate's feud with him. Could care less. I don't the care about that either. I think the guy doesn't act the... like he doesn't act like a wrestler. He doesn't look like a wrestler. But goddamn it, that's probably because he's not a wrestler. He sucks. He. he like six moves of doom, and it, he can barely do those six you moves. Anyway, I, I'm going to put over our two guys from earlier today. I watched both of them wrestle each other in an indie match where they have nowhere near the uh, uh, background of probably Baron Corbin or, or the training and or the availability to, to get what he's got. And both of those two could work circles around this fucking clown. Absolutely. Blake Hall and Casey Kinger, I think two of the best workers would, in, in would, the would indie promotion today in our in area. A, in a real wrestling match, would work fucking circles around Baron Corbin. It wouldn't even... Look at this guy. This guy is such a fat fuck. He's got a body like mine when I was like 10 years ago. That's why he doesn't take his fucking shirt off, because he hasn't got a muscle on him. He's got a shitty tattoo and a fat little pot belly. He sucks. <laughs> Have I made myself fucking clear enough about why I don't like this he's guy? Got, he's got, but you know, like the Nickelodeon, I wish we could have like a picture because he looks like he has Nickelodeon's face on it, and he is going to face Seth and, Rollins. And, and who the fuck is he banging that he continues to fucking get a push? So it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. God, I hope Lesnar cashes in on Baron Corbin and just destroys I mean, him so if, much. I mean, if Baron Corbin was a woman, I would swear to God he was sucking Vince McMahon's dick. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? If Baron Corbin beat Seth Rollins and Lesnar cashed in, I, I couldn't be mad. I couldn't be mad. <laughs> I except, hate Lesnar. Except, except no, you'd, be, no, except you'd be more mad when they put Baron Corbin over on fucking Brock Lesnar. God. God. You anyway, let's go back that. to AEW. That was worth it. I, I needed to rant about Baron. I, I, I could sit here and bitch about Baron Corbin all day. He's trash. He's a dumpster fire. He always has been. He always will be. There's a reason why in NXT they had his matches where the people would count while it was going on because he couldn't work anything longer than 30 seconds. I name Baron Corbin. <laughs> Preaching this since the first day I laid eyes on Baron Corbin. Anywho, I think maybe I should start tweeting at Baron Corbin and see if I can get myself blocked too, just for the hell of it. He blocked the hell out of me. I know that. Baron Corbin's a bitch. You can't take criticism. Old ugly looking fuck. Dear Mister Corbin, oh there's Brock. Brock was thinking about it. Anywho, all right. So we're back to AEW. 
when we need him to wrestle, the fucker can't show up for the shows. But when they're gonna, when they don't have anything for him to do, then he's actually there. Uh, anyhow, sorry. Hey, All right. Well, we get past the women's six man match. A uh, decent match, but okay, uh, it, 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 it didn't do nothing for me. Honestly, it really didn't. Like, if that match had been on the card or hadn't been on the card, I wouldn't have cared either way. Well, unless unless some of those women are going to be regulars in the promotion, I wasn't quite sure what the point of it was. Although it was an okay match. Alright, so we get to the next match, and this is where we start getting into our three big matches. Uh, The first match, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. It went 22 and a half minutes. Match of the night. Alright. Dustin Rhodes. Great fucking worker. Always has been. Always will be. Now's where I'm going to take some heat. Cody Rhodes annoys the fucking shit out of me. I'm sorry. I know that's not a popular opinion, but I even look at him, and it's just like, I don't get it. I just don't. That's like... Dustin, Dustin, I look at Dustin and I go, okay, I can see Papa in there a little bit. I look at Cody and I don't, except for that fucking blonde hair that he tries to pull off to make himself look like his dad. But I, I just, I don't get the hype. I really don't. I mean, I can, I can understand that. Cody's, Cody's gimmick is like a narcissistic. Um, I, mean, I guess it would be like a narcissistic guy, guy with something Two years ago, nobody gave a fuck about. Nobody. He was buried in WWE and nobody cared. Now all of a sudden, because he's the indie darling for a year, he's the greatest wrestler who ever lived. And it's just like, no, he's okay. But I don't know where he and suddenly... He I don't know what he did to suddenly get all of this uh, credibility. Again, you're looking at a guy who, let's face it, uh, I think he's a good worker. I don't think he's a great worker in terms of that. However, however, this may be, to date, the best Cody Rhodes match ever to this day. Might be Dustin's best match, too. Uh, Possibly. I mean, it very, might be Dustin's best match, too. I mean, in all honesty. The story that they told was basically built. WWE actually, let's just face it, WWE built the story for them. But they never pulled the trigger. Again, WWE never pulling the trigger they, on something that they have that could have made them money. They were more interested in making Cody a gimmick than they were having Cody versus Dustin. Whereas. It's because it was the, there was a fairly good chance that the guys who started that storyline weren't there six months later when they should have pulled the trigger. This is, this is very true. I agree. Um, but I'm looking at Cody saying this was probably his best match. It was Dustin's best match. There was blood. That popped too much of it. There was that too much the blood. Nah, there was too much no of it. No such thing, Don Prova. Uh, no, sorry, there is. When it becomes... Uh, uh, when you start to wonder if the guy has not bled a little too much, and apparently they weren't far from that last night, where he cut him yeah, a little I mean, more, where he cut him a little more than he wanted to, and 
there's a line there, and it, it was starting to, it was getting mighty close to that line. Even it's not, there. it's not great mood of bleeding, so it's not too far. It was, it was, but it was close to Undertaker bleeding it like hell in a cell. Well, when when he was getting up off the canvas and it was pouring out of his head like a faucet, that's a, yeah. that's a little much, but. I have no problem with blood and wrestling as long as it's not done no, to that I extent. Don't and it needs to be done. I think there needs to be a little blood sometimes. And it, needs needs to be, to be a little. it needs to be done in a believable way. Yeah, and you, you don't know, like, want to have blood every single match, Ric Flair. Like, I have no Possibly problem. Possibly the greatest of all time. Yeah. God damn it. I have, <laughs> I have no problem, like, when Lesnar forearm strikes a guy to the forehead and, and busts him open. Okay, that's that's real. I get mad when they get into the clinch. The guy has rammed his head into posts, you know, kicked him in the head 3,000 times, and suddenly one punch to the side of the head has gashed him for 20 gallons of blood. Then I start to go, okay, that's dumb. Oh, Jesus, 24-7 title nearly changed hands. Go ahead. (laughs) But... I thought the match told a good story. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Uh, I thought I, I didn't like. I get that they set up the the tag match coming up soon. That was the whole. That was the whole deal. Yeah, that part of it was fine. Yeah. Um, I. I just. I just kind of wish they would have let the match breathe before they did that. Like maybe done it instead of doing it out in front of the crowd. Maybe do it backstage, but. That's me nitpicking. Well, the, so, the other I'll thing about this. that match maybe benefits from, sorry, Nate, was that uh, if that if that's something that they maybe had spent a little more time building, because it kind of came out of yeah. nowhere that okay, these two are going to fight and here we go. We you have know, the Funhouse on. Oh, fucking Funhouse! I love the Firefly Funhouse, dude. You can't say the Firefly Funhouse is not creepy. As hell. Well, but here's the thing with the Firefly Funhouse is how long are we going to take this Bray Wyatt gimmick before we drop the ball on it again? Because again, yeah. Bray Wyatt, another guy they've never fully pulled guy, the trigger on. This guy has been what? He was over once as a bad guy. He was over at least once with Matt Hardy as a quasi crazy good guy. He's already got this fucking thing over in a couple of weeks, just about. When are they going to do something with the fucking guy? Guys, he literally single-handedly built a storyline leading into Mania with him and Taker, and they still didn't pull the trigger with the guy. The streak was already broken. I wouldn't have cared if Bray White, if Bray White beat the Undertaker that at Mania. That match could have been a lot better had he not hurt his ankle. Well, I mean, but even then, yeah, I know. still the I know. finish was the same. I, I love the story. I love Bray Wyatt. I love what he can do. I, you know, his feud with Daniel Bryan was great. And I like this Firefly Funhouse gimmick. It's like a demented Pee Wee Herman. I think it's cool. But anyway, let's get back to the AEW card. Um, so I agree with Josh. Dustin and Cody was the best match of the night. That's yep. my opinion. That was the best match of the night. Fair enough. Let's, let's see if we can wind this up in seven minutes so we can go with the NBA thing for a half hour. Okay. One thing I hated, the entrance Cody did with the damn throne and the sledgehammer. Oh, fuck. Did not like so that. I thought it was dumb. Why even bother? What's the point? If you want to be your own brand, don't worry about what WWE does. If they suck as bad as everyone thinks they suck, don't even acknowledge them. Yeah, that's a mistake in my. So I I didn't understand that. 
That was to me it was silly. And then the throne just kinda <laughs> it, was, was that it was just kinda yeah, like he hit it and it was just eh. It was as dumb okay. as them making fun of the attendance thing too. Yeah. Now, just kind of dumb <laughs> to me. Now, now, what they're doing right now on WWE, okay, that was worth watching the whole time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's doing the limbo? Yeah. That <laughs> he went into his upside-down spider, dude, and went right under it. That was beautiful. That's great. I love Bray. Yeah, that was good. Anyway, sorry for um, interrupting. Awesome. Again. All right, next match, though, uh, we move on. We go to the Young Bucks defending the AAA Tag Team titles against Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Josh loved the match, according to you. I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was good from start to finish. Told a great story. That's the thing. I didn't see much of a story. I just saw high spots. I thought it was too high spotty. I think, it, but it fit the gimmick of both guys. You had the Lucha Bros against the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks went into the match thinking that they were rusty and they hadn't wrestled in over two months and that they were rusty and couldn't couldn't hang with the Lucha Bros. And they did. And they won the match. I mean, that's, that's all the story was. That's all you needed. I get it. And then they, they were able to overcome the demon of not being as good as the Lucha Bros or thinking they weren't. There was your story. I mean, okay, I'll buy that, but there was no... There was no tag team match to this. It was just high spot after high spot after high spot after high spot after high spot. There was no okay. Take a breath. Let the crowd breathe. Let every okay. You know, grab slow down, kid. Grab a hold. You know. Well, NXT's been doing that for a while now I, with their tag matches. NXT DIY and the Revival, for instance. Most of those matches were high spot. Well, there's a lot of high spots, but there's still some downtime. There's some actual tagging. There wasn't a lot of tags in this match. It just seemed like a 24-minute gymnastics routine. That match was 24 minutes? Yeah. It didn't feel like 24 minutes. Because that's what it was. It was a gymnast doing It was almost 25. Uh, again, they're athletic. It was inter- Was it entertaining? Sure. Do I classify it as a great wrestling tag team match? No. There was really no heat. Both teams kind of were faces, which I get. You know, sometimes that happens. But I just, I don't know. The match wasn't bad. I'm not saying the match was bad. Oh, it's just I felt maybe they needed to slow down a little bit. Well, all yeah. I'm saying about it is Lucha Bros are over as Oh, they're fuck. great. They're great. No, I mean, they're over with a crowd. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Very over. But damn it, can't a finisher finish a match? Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot of false finishes. There was like, a that was lot. one of my big complaints on this whole show. It was a lot of false finishes. Like I will. I'll, somebody, I'll say that. Can't somebody pin somebody with a finisher? And and looking back on it now, I did. I I was saying last night that that was you know that's it. Well, that that'll do it. That'll be mm-hmm. the end of the match. That'll be the end of the match. That'll be the end of the match. And it never was. But it's still, I mean, it was still a good match. It showed, it showed the guy how how athletic all four of these guys oh, are and how good they are. Never denied that. But never. The young bucks oh. need to get the fuck out of my yard. <laughs> what is it? He said the young bucks need to get the fuck out of my yard. Get out of my yard. Quit playing in my yard. Boring, boring, fucking boring. Spare me. But I'm a I'm a grouchy old, so wait till well, I got hear, to... wait, wait till you hear what I have to say about the next one. 
I just don't care. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, 27 minutes. The winner will face Adam Page for a future AEW championship match. And oh, that, by the way, and that by match the way, was 27 minutes? By the way, Bret Hart showed up and presented the AEW title. Uh, MJF came out, cut a nice promo. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in in the middle on the title. I don't hate. I think the title looks nice. I think it's too big. I think the strap is too big. I think the the place in the center are too big. It looks like a bigger version of the uh, IWGP title. It, it's, it's really busy. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it was busy. just a little too much. Yeah, that's what I felt. Yeah. Like. Like, maybe you scale it down a little bit. Maybe take a lot of the, the craziness out of there. Maybe take one of the side plates off. Okay, I'll buy it. But I'm looking at it going, eh, too, too much, too much. But, uh, okay, main event time, Jericho Omega. What, what are your guys' thoughts? I don't, I don't really want to dive too far into this, uh, as I would say. But you guys go ahead. I, I, I have my thoughts. Okay, anybody? Get out of my yard. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not there again. Omega for me is okay, but not as great as the hype. Uh, he's not he's as great as the hype, and that's just because he's not in WWE. If, o was, uh, or if Omega no, was in no, WWE, no, no. If no. Omega was in WWE, he wouldn't no. be anywhere near this hype. That's true. No, yeah, no. If he was a WWE, he'd be a nobody. He would be a middle of the card jobber because they wouldn't let him do all, right. all that shit that he that he does. Which was which was one of my big points is these guys are going to have to realize that they cannot if they have a weekly TV show, they cannot be beating the shit out of each other the way they did the other night every week. They will not survive. Those guys are both too old and too banged up to be doing some of, course, of the shit they get on a regular basis. There's a difference between a pay-per-view match okay. and right. TV which match. Is my, which is my next point. Is pe- are people better be ready for the downgrade. I agree. You've got to go into a TV knowing that this TV taping is not going to be what you're seeing at the pay-per-views. you got to know that. I mean, I mean, I like them both. They're both Canadian guys. Uh, I don't dislike either of them. But that's another... And, um, man, I hate to get even started on this because we'll be talking about it forever. Anything that Dave Meltzer says is 47 stars, I'm already mad. <laughs> Josh, I and I take, both, Josh and I, I are both fed up with Dave Meltzer. Yeah. I, I, want to take, I want to take a screwdriver and a hammer to Dave Meltzer's head. Just, <laughs> I like I like the I like the match for what it was. I thought it was nowhere near what their match from Wrestle Kingdom was. Are we having a fucking open forum on Raw? It apparently? looks that way. Or are we having like a a, a, a lie detector? Man, know. Raw fucking sucks tonight, guys. It is one, shit. One good match so far. Sorry. Um, oh no, I have but, no argument. But the uh, I thought the match was good. I didn't think it was as good as their first match. I thought it was sloppy. But I, my opinion. But what sloppy. me and you, but you you said that last night, and I agreed with you. But I also raised up the point that the first match they had was no holds barred. This was a straight wrestling match. I agree. Uh, granted, they had a table spot and stuff, but I mean, you know, <laughs> you had a table spot and there would be any attitude. Right, a normal you match. You can also get but, away with 
the sloppy on a one-shot pay-per-view. Yeah, you can. That's true. That's true. More, more, more so than you can on a, okay, we're going to watch this again next week, and if you make those screw-ups again, we're going to start going, okay, we're starting to wonder whether you can do this or not. Well, I think it's – it's. I can, I can agree fun. with that Samantha's to a point. Fun. The entire pay-per-view – for I'm going to wrap up my thoughts, and you guys want to keep talking, go ahead. The entire pay-per-view was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It was a really good first kick at the camp. Was it the fucking second coming of professional wrestling the way these people are talking on the internet? No. We're not there yet. Let's slow down a little bit. It was good. Is Vince McMahon trumbling in his boots this morning? Fuck no. Vince McMahon probably never Vince McMahon probably didn't even know there was a fucking pay-per-view on Saturday. And doesn't Vince care. McMahon only watches WWE wrestling and that is so, a known I mean like, fact. when you go to the websites and the and the and the sheets today or you know, today I guess. It's oh fuck WWE is done. AEW is the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread. I'm never watching another fucking show from anywhere else again and it's just like whoa slow the fuck down guys. There is Nothing has happened yet. It was a good. It was good. But that was it. That's my. I just. Well, I just want to see competition again with with these and companies. I'm all for. I'm, I'm all for that. Right. They, I'm, I'm, agreeing, with, I'm agreeing with what you're yeah. saying. Just they haven't married anybody, and they're not competition yet. Right. Right. I think the. And I'll go ahead and wrap up what what. What I thought last night, from what I saw of the show, I saw most of the really good parts. Um, so, to me, and of course Moxley debuting, we forgot to talk about that real quick. But yeah, that's that's Moxley showing up was, um, you know, that, that was the the worst kept secret in wrestling. Right, right. <laughs> but you know, well, that's a lot of people were comparing that to Scott Hall going to WCW. Oh fuck which, no! Come on, hey. <laughs> I'm just telling you what people were saying, okay? Not even close to the impact. Not even close. Can I, can, can I be the devil's advocate here? Because I read something online that made a lot of sense. John Moxley shows up on AEW, comes through the crowd, mm-hmm. goes to the barricade, does the double arm DDT, spikes Kenny Omega all the way to the back, does the double arm DDT on the, the chips. What did John Moxley do at AEW that was so much better than what he did on Monday Night Raw? Got it, WWE. He did the same shtick. Now, because he was in AEW, it was the greatest thing ever. But he does it on Monday Night Raw, people bitch. I yeah, well, same old fucking thing. What, what year did uh, Scott Hall go to WCW? 96. 1996. Okay, so you guys were fucking what? Ten years old? Six. Six years old. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, so I was nearly 30. I remember the fucking shockwaves from when that happened. That was back when people didn't realize entirely that that was not real. Yeah. There was people that were firmly convinced that, holy shit, Scott Hall is, you know, that guy's fucking crazy to go to WCW ring. What's he do? He's going to get killed. Whereas I think the, people... Moxley, the Moxley thing was, oh, well, fucking where else did we figure he was going to show up at? I think the whole the whole hype behind Moxley is the fact that 
if maybe in AEW he's not going to be as restricted. If they let him do some of the, some of the things he was doing on the the indie circuits before he got to WWE, and I'm not talking the deathmatch stuff. I'm just talking about the way he cut promos yeah. I mean, and all that stuff. Then this is where he belongs, and this is where he's going to shine. I have no issue with him showing up, but no, I mean, again, either, but... I mean, I, and I think just because of who it was showing, he could have walked in and waved, and the crowd would have went. <laughs> but to, I mean, but to counter, we have a, counter if point, we have a draft tomorrow that is the top forty, you know. Pick the top moments in wrestling history. John Moxley showing up at AEW is not going to be among them. Not to me. No. But what I look at it from the perspective of is that, to counterpoint what you said about he came in and did the same thing he did in WWE, yeah. to someone who's just ordered an AEW pay-per-view and may have only seen WWE two or three times, but know who he is, yeah. that can be a refresher for that well, person. I mean, I'm not saying that that was a bad call. I'm, I'm just, I'm basically, I'm not saying what he did was wrong he, or right. He should have done the headlock driver, but we won't talk about that. All I'm oh, saying if there was no AEW, if there was no AEW and John, and Dean Ambrose makes that same run in on a title match in WWE, nobody gives two shits. Exactly. It's it's just because it's the new car smell of AEW right now. That's no, what it is. Okay, but that and that's though too because it does have a new car smell and they got every chance to not to fuck it up which hopefully they yeah, won't. They do and, and they mm-hmm. have a great opportunity in front of them and the show I thought I gave the show a 7 out of 10. There was stuff I liked. There was stuff I didn't like. Um, you know I'm not going to say that it was the best pay-per-view ever and I know uh, Dave Meltzer well, put it over yeah. on the line. I mean like it was more and than just him. And don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not being a WWE homer. I'm going to say this right now. If I had to pick between watching Money in the Bank last week and watching oh, AEW, double or nothing, I'll watch AEW three times before I watch Money in the Bank again. I will, too. So, you're going to tell me of all the pay-per-views that I could ever, if I could just, you know, which I guess I sort of can in a way. Like if I decided to sit down and watch a pay-per-view and be that one. whatever you want, pick whatever you want. Am I going to pick AEW, double or nothing? No. No, God, no, no. I'm going to pick, pick WrestleMania 13, but that's a whole other point. No, I'm going to pick WrestleMania 17, you fucker. I thought it was 13 was the one that you... Anyone that has Yokozuna in it. Oh, God. Nine or ten? Is that the one where he... Where's the one where he bails the title to... Uh, Hart bails the title off to Hogan? Nine. <laughs> yeah, there's some fine fucking work. Yeah, don't yeah, don't get me wrong, people. I'm not above shitting all over WWE's pay per views either. They've had some, they've had some let's, look, let's, let's look at it from his perspective. Double or nothing is already looking better than Super Showdown, and already looking better oh, than I, probably absolutely, Money in the Bank this year. I absolutely agree. And it's, it, I honestly, if you want to sit sit and look at it. It's probably looking better than well, sorry, WrestleMania this year. WrestleMania oh yeah, Wrestle- no, WrestleMania was a joke this year compared to past years even. And, and definitely compared to back in the heyday. Uh, my eighth grade science teacher also watches wrestling. Uh, big shout out to Mr. Rakes. Rakey Rakes! Uh, Corey's electric chair, this is his post online. Corey's electric chair segment was poorly executed. It short-circuited and lacked electricity. <laughs> I guess you shocking. could say that was one of the most shocking moments in WWE history. 
that's that is a Mr. Rakes joke if I've ever ever heard one. But anyway, can, so can you work a third, can you work a three phase joke into there somehow? <laughs> and I have to apparently. I guess that electrified the crowd so much that they were at one point one gigawatts. One point twenty. Oh, excuse me. And sixty miles. And and how fast? You know what? Eighty-eight miles per hour. And you know what? You know what? It was a joke because I know it wasn't that electrified. (laughs) True. They Um, couldn't even get to one point one, let let alone one point twenty-one. All right, so we got about twenty minutes left here. uh, Oh, we got more. We got more than that. We could go over a little bit, but. Yeah, we have to. Unless you guys are got like some kind well, of love to get to weigh in on this, but you're invited to weigh in on this. Uh, Tim and I have been talking is this about the WNBA. The WNBA? Uh, yeah. it's Golden State. Not, it's, not, it's not about the actual league and what's going it's on. Not Tim, go w- it's not just the go WNBA. Ahead. We've got go them. Ahead, we got, we got them. We got the hockey, the women hockey players, and the U.S female soccer, who are all bitching and complaining that they want to get paid the same as the men. Okay. All right. But they refuse to realize that this is not about male or female. It's about revenue. And they they can't get it through their heads that, like I was just looking before the show, the average WNBA show does about 200,000 viewers. 200,000 people. 0.2 of a rating. Out of a, okay. out of a, country, out of a country of 300 million plus. All right. There are TV shows, there are cartoons that have better ratings than that. Nobody watches. Hence, is nobody advertises. Hence, there's no revenue to speak of. Then they came out and went, well, we want the same share of revenue that NBA players get, which is about 47%, to which the league replied, well, if we gave you that, you'd actually get nothing because the league lost money. It loses money every year. So there are... Back, gentlemen. Set your TV or something. We're here. We're here. Oh yeah, we had some just vicious feedback there for a minute. Sorry about that. No, no problem. But anyway, anyway they, they, um, so so they want they want their share of the they want a percentage of the revenue of the profit to which the league mm-hmm. says there isn't any. There isn't any. You lost fourteen million dollars last year. Well, I mean, if there's no money to if there's no money there to give, there's no money to give. If exactly. you're losing money, you can't, you can't pay people. But they keep turning it into, well, men, it's, but it's not equality. Okay, but it has nothing to do with the sexes part of the equality. It's, if it isn't there, I mean, we've, the, the women, 200 hockey players in North America went on strike, but they don't have a league. Well, how can you go on strike? What are you striking against? Then they, the started, man. Then they started their own union. To which the people said, okay, well, you have a union, but you don't have an employer. So what good does that do? And you don't same, get it. No, I guess I don't. I would like somebody to exp- – I have no problem if women's sports of any kind 
And I'd think that probably women's soccer is probably closer than any, especially in the United States where the men's soccer team kind of sucks. That maybe yeah, the women should, good. Get, should get paid more. But if nobody's watching the games or paying, you know, or buying merchandise or however they go about doing any of that in those leagues. I mean, you, I mean, Nate's a huge basketball fan and I'll bet you he can't name me 10 WNBA players. <laughs> you would be uh, correct in that, my good man. I, I couldn't tell you the teams. I mean, if there, but you're you're right. If there's no if there's no revenue to give, and you can't give any more salary without you know completely bankrupting the WNBA, then you can't do it. Like well, you just can't well, do it. Really, you're gonna have to figure out a way to get yeah, advertisers and revenue really, and everything in. I mean, the season started on Friday for the WNBA, which we didn't even know. We saw there was a game, but we didn't. But we didn't. But we didn't realize it was a season opener. And they're not they're playing without a collective bargaining agreement because they refused wow. to sign the old one. And they're now wow. the talk is that we might we might sue the WNBA. Sue them for what? Like I guess. I just I, I, mean, I, I and I'm I don't, I don't that if, they, if they sue them and they win what do they win? They're not gonna have a job. <laughs> That's the point. You're going to sue yourself into unemployment. Well, like the the hockey players, they want the NHL to buy the league that they do have. There was two leagues. One folded, and the other one was kind of a garbage league. They want the NHL to buy the garbage league and pay for everything, and they want to piggyback the backs of the NHL. And the NHL is going, well, they're trying that in basketball. And it doesn't work. Now I guess the the NHL goes no. No, they won't do it unless they're going to make some money. They're a business too. Now they might be willing, like the end, like the NBA is. You know, we can lose ten million dollars because ten million dollars—that's probably just a tax write-off. But we're not prepared to lose a hundred million dollars just so. You, well, I don't know how many how many WNBA players you think there is. Oh. Nathan? Uh, hold on, I'll tell you. We have the power of Yeah, how many players do you think there is? There's probably. I have, it depends on how many teams there are. Well, there are 30 yeah, teams in the WNBA. I there are 144 so. women. All right. That's it. What's the, what is the average NBA salary? The average NBA salary? Yeah, if we want to get paid the same. What is two hundred thousand dollars? Oh, buddy, you better uh, you better check yourself there. Uh, yeah, it's a million dollars. A lot, it's average, a lot more than that. The average NBA. Uh, uh, give me a second here. Wow, the average NBA player makes. Wow, and this is 2016, so this number has gone up. The average NBA player makes six point two five million dollars a year. So I want to go play basketball. Um, <laughs> I suck and I can't jump, but you know what? I'm gonna go play some basketball. Okay, so I want 144 times 6.25 million. So they would need to, they would need to come up with 900 million dollars. Sell the company. To make that, to give them the at what they're getting in the NBA. One year. One year. For one year. 
Well, guys, unfortunately for me, I'm going to let you guys go ahead and deal with the NBA talk because that's your all's little <laughs> shtick in the NHL and all that stuff, and I'm going to I'm well, going to go. You could you could play the anything, Josh. The, it, the point is, is I don't understand how this became a topic at all. Um, it's it, from a business standpoint, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Like it's it's not an equality thing. It's just it's a revenue thing, and that's. I mean, it would be like you and Nate demanding from your wrestling company that they pay you the same as WWE does, because after all, it's <laughs> the same job. You hear that, Gary Namer? Yeah, Gary. Yeah, it's just it's the same job. So where's the where you know same same wage for the same work? Okay, well no, right. it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that, and never will. But anyway, it would be like me working in radio demanding the same pay as Howard Stern. Yeah, I mean it's just it's got nothing to do with them being women or or any of that. It's just the money isn't there, and magically. Demanding that it should be, I suppose. Uh, Josh, are you a Democrat? Probably. I'm an independent. I mean, that's it depends on what we're talking about. Uh, sure. Okay, fair enough. I just wasn't sure because I know uh, Nate. Nate, there's a fairly heavy demo, so which is fine, but fairly heavy what? Demo. Yeah, oh. you're, you're a fairly heavy Democrat. You're more of a lefty than a righty, which is whatever. But yeah, I, I kind of lean. More left than right, but I'm kind of in the middle at the same time. Uh, quick thing. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Quick little segment here. WWE tonight in the electric chair segment that we were talking about. I'm going to read this to you from the Wrestling News Source. On tonight's edition of WWE Monday Night Raw, Sami Zayn took part in the first ever electric chair question and answer segment, which was hosted by Corey Graves. The segment involves Zane being asked questions by various audience, audience members and answering them. Close to the end of the segment, Zane stated that the fans needed to step up the questions they were asking, saying that they could ask him anything they wanted to during the segment. In a surprise move, Zane went on to state, you could even ask me about AEW. It remains unknown whether or not the mention of AEW by Zane was scripted or not. However, it should be noted that once it occurred, it drew very audible cheers and chants from the audience. Mike? So, yeah, so so are we trying to say that the electric chair was just a clever way of we Probably. put you in the hot, we put you in the hot seat? Was that? Was yeah, that that's pretty much what they seat? were trying to do. But they had to literally bring an electric chair out and sit it down. I guess yeah. they thought that would be cool. So, you know, the, the WWE, the WWE needs to decide who they want their audience to be. If they want it to be ten-year-old, I agree. Kids I agree. And whatever, then that's fine. Then they they should just keep doing what they're doing. If they want, you know, the 20, that that demographic that supposedly everybody wants, uh, what is it, 25 to 49, they need to change things. Yeah, they do. Um, definitely. Well, let's wish Josh a good night, everyone. Good night, Josh. Good Thank, night, you. Everybody. Love Thank you. Thank you for uh, so joining us. being in the background, you okay. no good piece Go of Go back to the background. So, uh, Background Josh Brown is now relegated back to the background. Say hello to the TR. Say hello to little TR if you see him. <laughs> back to the pile. <laughs> now that you've been relegated. 
But uh, one more, uh, before we get back to this, Tim, I do want to bring up, today was Memorial Day as you're listening, and holy hell did we eat good here with Stay Classy Meats. Man, oh man. Pork chops, steaks, hamburger, the bison ribeyes. I've never told you how much I don't like you. The Italian sausage, it was a smorgasbord today. I'm not not ignoring you. But uh, we do want to take a chance. It was fantastic. There you go. You heard it there. You can get your Stay Classy Meats at stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code WIDEMEN, W-I-D-E-M-E-N. Save 10% on your order. And, guys, I'm not even going to kid with you. Put pork chops in the smoker today from Stay Classy Meats, and holy hell, three hours of smoking with some apple wood. Man, oh, man, those pork chops, you could grab them with your fork, and they just crumbled. They were delicious. Bone came right off. Fantastic. Stay Classy Meats, big ups to them. Check them out, stayclassymeats.com. Again, use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. Check them out. I got pictures over on Instagram, Wide Men Can't Jump, if you want to see pictures of Someone, what some of the meats please, look like. Please, please order. We'd like to keep these guys as a sponsor. We really like these Yeah, they're foods. fantastic. They, they do some great stuff. And uh, I believe my brother-in-law actually uh, was on stayclassymeats.com earlier after eating. So, And he's a finicky eater, so he seems to be very, very pleased. Mm, that's just good. Good product. So... Absolutely. I don't, more, I don't know what more can be said about it because I haven't tried it, so I can't really brag it up any more than what I already am without ever tasting it. So I'll leave that to you. Well, I do a damn good job at it. Nate well, Bush, Nate Bush, Nate Bush. <laughs> I heard yeah, the ocean me. calling his name. Nate Bush. Nate <laughs> Bush. He's a guy. Well, man, we kind of made some points here tonight. Uh, what's your final thoughts a, on It's a bit of a bitch fest, but uh, I think we need, probably needed to have one because it's been a while. We so. haven't had a good bitch fest in a while. I don't think we bitched that much. I think we gave honest. No, I mean, all uh, in all, I, I said, I mean, all in all, we said we preferred it to the competition for the yeah. first attempt. Um, there was parts of it I didn't like. But, Jesus, to be quite honest, as much wrestling as I've seen in my lifetime, I really don't expect to see a three and a half, four hour show where I liked everything. Yeah, I mean, that, that's you know, that's probably asking that's probably asking a little too much. So to say that I liked, you know, seventy percent of it probably is just pretty good. I mean I'll take yeah, that. Solid. Shit, seventy percent got me into college, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, fairly solid show. Not it didn't keep me there, but it got me in. Uh, it'll get you in, but um, it it was a fairly solid show. But there's still room for be, improvement. Yes, they should be happy with what they did, but they should their heads shouldn't get too big. Like they there was talk about you know um, what did I see? Uh, Triple H were coming for them. Oh, come on now. First of all, Triple H doesn't own the company, so we coming for him really don't matter a whole lot. Um, This may sound really dumb out of me, but I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here uh, because I have a chance. 
WWE, and now let's let's break these brands apart here because you have WWE, which is Raw. I consider WWE Raw, SmackDown, uh, 205 Live. Okay. You have WWE. You have Ring of Honor. New Japan. NXT. AEW. Now, NXT is a part of WWE, but it's not the same. Clearly. Who puts on the best shows now that we've sampled all these different samples? If you had one, if you saw each. Oh, hold on. Let me let me just put it to you this way. Yeah, okay. If WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and NXT and AEW are all running shows, all in side by side buildings, equal distance from your house, all the ticket prices were the same, and you got to go to one, who are you going to watch? Oh boy. And we'll just say for uh, argument's sake, every show is equal equal length. Okay, and we're talking. I guess and we have to be talking about right now, right? Right now. So this is tomorrow morning. Right, oh, yeah, no. let's say this tomorrow. Okay, well, based on I haven't seen an Impact pay per view in too long to know. Yeah. We don't count Impact; I, they're not here. I, or Ring of Honor, or MLW, or any of those other ones. I haven't seen, so I wouldn't know. Okay. Um, you know, to be quite honest. Based on the last one I saw, I would probably take Wrestle Kingdom over anything else. Okay, so you're going New Japan. But, to be honest, I'm probably going to have to go with AEW. Okay, fair enough. Well, I know I'm... that I know based on the first one, there's a good chance that I'm probably going to be entertained about three quarters of the time. Okay. So, and compared to the other ones, well, New Japan, I don't know three-quarters of the guys that are wrestling, so it's hard to be, you know, I know some of the guys, but not all of them. Um, and then WWE, well, let's not even talk about the last pay-per-view there. I mean, God, what a gong show that was. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess there's that to be said. I'm going to pick NXT. I honestly I would have said believe. I would have said that a year or two ago. I don't really know what's going on in NXT because I don't get that up here. So I can't watch yeah, that without getting the network. So Well, see I, I like NXT. I'm a fan of of what they do there. I really enjoy the um I really enjoy their card. I like the guys they have there. They have a lot of guys that I I'm a big fan of, so I'm going to definitely go with NXT. Okay, well, and on that note, Seth Rollins is selling a knee injury again in the ring. Let's hope that he's only selling it and that he doesn't really have one. Probably just selling. Uh, my thing is, we might see a cash-in here. Possibility. Well, we got him. And then that would set up Brock Lesnar versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> we got him and Sami Zayn going at her. In this final match here, let's let's stay on the air until this this baby's over. That's See fine. That's fine. We and I don't take another minute or two. So there he goes for the pin. I think well, first well, all, that'll do it. Long. And that's that's that. Another stupid yeah, finisher, in my opinion. You don't like the curb stomp, dude? Come on. Not for a guy who's had multiple knee injuries. It's a pretty stupid finisher. Ah hell. 
I like I like the curb stomp. I'm a it's fan. better than when he throws the guys into the fucking turnbuckle and nearly kills them all. Whatever the that last Although, did you see the one that, that did take place in AEW? Yeah, Good the uh, yeah, like the Outsiders Edge into the uh, the turnbuckle. Oh Angelico. That was something else. Like yeah, that, that was you rough. See that in, you ain't going to see that in WWE ever. Hell, you shouldn't see it in AEW, honestly. That's yeah, a I don't know. Move. That was quite the quite the uh, quite the move. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, well, I think all in all, AEW's got some promise. I think uh, we're going to see some. You know, wrestling's on an upswing now. I believe there's so many alternatives and options. Um, and maybe this will help WWE get their act together. I don't know. It, it well, look at it this way: if if WWE stays viable financially, and they're still there doing what they do, fine. You don't have to watch it. And if AEW does well enough to continue on, and they're good, and you like watching it, well, then you can watch it. At least it's there to watch. Um, it can't get any. Let's be honest; it can't get any worse than it is right now on TV. It's as bad as it. You know, you say been. that. You say that. Well, okay, but but to the point where it's 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 bad past the point where you're not going to watch anymore. I mean, we're watching it now just to mock it and make fun of it. We're not watching and hoping oh that the show's going to be better tonight because we know it's not going to be, or at least I don't anyway. Yeah, I suppose you're right. So I watch every week, and I think I watch because it's one of those things where I watch because we like wrestling, so we watch it. But we're not watching it thinking that it's going to turn around this week. I watch because I'm almost ingrained to watch. It's one of those things where it's just like well, it's you, do you on watch because it's what you do. Yeah, it's what you do on Monday night. It's kind of like going to church on Sunday for a lot of people. It's what you do. Well, for a lot of people, anyway. You get used to doing it, and that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you're right, oh, but man, that's a bit of a fucking downer. We can't end it on that, Jesus. <laughs> okay, well, if we can't end it on that, I do have something we can. Can't end it on. Okay, we'll there's end it Diana on the looking like some kind of whore. Some kind of whore, Brett. Brett, are you okay with this, Brett? Brett, did you have any Parkinson's? Oh goodness. You know, when he says that, and I, I can swear to God that he's saying it whore, H-O-A-R-E. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't see our brother in arms tonight. No, you know, just a busy night for people, I suppose. So. Oh, we I, hopefully... met, I met Mr. Robinson. I haven't heard from him since earlier today, so uh, I might try and give him a ring later. Let's just see, see if he's uh, check on make sure he's still alive. That's the case. Okay. Is it? Well, we don't know where, like, not to talk out of school or anything, but we're not entirely sure where he's at, so probably should find that out. Very true. Case. Very true. Yeah, yeah. Well. Keepers of the flame and all that that we are. That we are. Indeed. Well. Let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. This has been the Memorial Day Sunday Night Roundtable on Monday. The so. first annual Memorial Day Bitch Fest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tune in again next year. Yeah, tune in again next year. 
Um, so we're on the we're on the air what Wednesday. Wednesday, we'll be back with Wide Men Can't Jump. Our um, I think it's no, our eighty first episode. And then do we have anything else going? Uh, not that I can recall right offhand. We're gonna have to sit down and figure out well, the the World Cup starts next week. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. I might have to take some of that on on my own, I guess, because you might be busy. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll check it out. out. We'll figure it out. Our well, <laughs> well, Tim, until next time, it's been a great show. Great Sunday night roundtable. Glad to get back and have one. Thanks to Josh for jumping on. Thanks to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New, Cambay.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meats. Check it out, stayclassymeats.com. Stephen P. New, you're going to shit your pants if he sues you because you're going to lose. <laughs> Truth. Anything else you want to add, Tim, before we get out of here? Fucking shit, I'm done. Let's go. Call it a night. All right, Tim, send us home. I love Twinkies. I love them in the morning. I love them in the evening. But most of all, I love them with my friend, with Boggus. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com and at widemencantjump.com. Be sure to check out our blogs over at widemencantjump.com and also be sure to check out all the other shows that we put out. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast Static, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Also, at widemencanjump.com. Visit our store and buy some new t-shirts. They're available now in all sizes. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com and by cambay.com. Be sure to visit cambay.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to get 20 free credits on your purchase. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time for the next episode on the Wide Men Radio Network.